Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. Increase the power of your reading and pondering with the DPAR. Okay, let's take a look at, for those who've been uh, enjoying the participation back in the day of working on the spiritual psychology book from First Nephi. Oh, it takes a second to load because it's so big. The first thing I do, it's already done. It's got page numbers on it. We've got this lovely introduction. There's no conflict between science and religion. Conflict only arises for an incomplete knowledge from an incomplete knowledge of either science or religion or both. But we got this wonderful quote from President Nielsen. One of the things Lucretia has been inviting me to do and encouraging me to do is to take snippets from the highlighted version of my scriptures. I've been liberous with my bolds and underlines. So we've got the first Nephi one all highlighted there. We've got lots of links. Here's where we start putting in each person. Lucretia has put each person in with their own font and color. There's Jeff with a comment. Now, as you look through this, before we publish this, you'll all be invited to look through it and go, can we not have that in there with me? Or if you want to edit it, we don't need it to be the original script. I do lots of editing of my own scripts. Make a record of proceedings. And last time I did some work on it was in this section, the importance of writing. I think that was the last time. And then here's where I worked today, increasing the power of your reading and pondering. So most of it was just trying to do a condensed version of how to use the DPAR while you're reading your scriptures and pondering. So then I just took this section. Thank you, Lucretia, for adding this. That's I love that you added that right there, that section on how you use it when you're doing your work. I bolded all over the place. Um, discover, plan, act, reflect. Every time the word discover, plan, act, reflect, discover, plan, act, reflect, I wanted to really pound that in. And then I added this here at the bottom. Um, I'm confident that this is the scientific psychological approach to what President Nielsen, oh, Nielsen twice, says, experience the joy of repenting daily. And then I just put a link to his talk. Then I copied it over to this, and this way I can share a portion of it as a teaser for people to say, hey, here's a piece of it in the form of a blog article, and now look forward to the book when it's done. We only have, let's see, how many more pages do we have? 285 pages we produced for the first book of Nephi. So well done, my friends. <laughs> in the psychological harvesting of just the book of first nephi hopefully that'll be something that's 
I know I'm enjoying every time I go through it and I'm sad when I don't get to spend time on it. For those who just want to have a thought in your in the back of your mind, as I reoccurringly encourage the theme of share, share what's on your mind, share what's in your heart. And so I met yesterday with the the media team and we are really getting better and better at the goal of increasing our sharing with the world. Uh, I think we are now systematically in a position to share eight posts per day in the social media, including podcasts, YouTube videos, blog posts, etc. And whether you're sharing your thoughts on video, on audio, or written form for the purpose of just sharing, or if you're hoping to expand your exposure to increase anything like your personal coaching or any other type of service you want to offer, please don't hesitate. If you just have one of those moments where you just start writing and you find this is absolutely amazing, brilliant, and inspired, get it to me and I'll put it on the conveyor belt so it can get sent to the world and you can just let me know. Do you want you decide how much of your contact information you put at the bottom? You can put your full name and your email address and your phone number, or you can just put your initials, or you can put a confidential or friendly contributor, whatever you want to do. Okay. All righty. Welcome to the Spiritual Psychology Masterclass, where we seek to harvest the useful and meaningful psychological principles from the words of the prophets, both modern and ancient. I had of a counterpoint experience this weekend with the themes from the conference talk and from the come follow me lesson i want to start with the conference talk let's share screen for that i've referred to this theme more than once <clears throat> in the past because of its impact on me the face Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Must be getting old or something because I feel the sensation of tears coming to my eyes a little faster than I did when I was younger. So we're not there yet. So don't expect me to actually have a crying thought. But this one's pretty deep for me. I don't, I have a hard time with telling stories of difficult times in my life when they were so not difficult compared to other people's lives, like really, Maurice? But let's just say in comparison to what I had experienced before, which was also really easy, because I think the worst thing in my life before I became a teenager was my dad chasing me out to the garden to pull weeds <laughs> because I was trying to avoid doing chores. Yeah, there, there's my worst life experience before becoming a teenager. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's just sad. And silly. And then when they said you're being sent to inner city Detroit as a missionary, I responded with excitement instead of fear. Oh, that's going to be cool. I'll get to have stories. I'll be naive. But the, um, I guess it's the gradual torture of working without results, um, the gradual wearing on you of not having your support group there with you. So it wasn't actually that hard to be a missionary in Detroit. 
um, because most of the time people weren't scary. Like maybe four times in two years did I have a scary encounter. And those were very brief and not really that scary. Most of it's the idea of being there. But uh, most of the time you just walk and walk some more. And people, hi, no thank you, hi, no, they weren't even that mean to us. Hi, no thank you was what mostly we got. So it was a gradual. And um, around that six to eight month mark, you start going, now what's going on here? What are we doing here? Why am I here? What's happening here? You've got this uh, frontal lobe development that's taking place, or you're more aware of reality. At the same time, your reality is empty, I guess is the best way to describe it. And so when your prayers are something you do and you're told to, you <clears throat> don't really expect any results because you don't have any catastrophes you're worried about. When you pray to do well on a test, you usually do well on tests anyway, so it's not really something you're in desperate need of. <clears throat> but as I started to realize, um, I have no meaningful direct contact with this God person. I don't have any relevant, meaningful contact. And this part of his conference talk really felt relatable. I suspect, let's get back to sharing the screen. I suspect you know someone, perhaps you are someone who suffers from a kind of spiritual face blindness. At the time, I don't feel any confidence that if I were to see God in the crowd, I would recognize him psychologically, emotionally. I couldn't say I recognize the, the voice of God. You may struggle to see God as a loving father. I can relate to this. Not, I didn't think of him as not a loving father, but my father was a farmer. My father was a get-the-work-done kind of guy. He wasn't a, a mean, abusive person, but sitting down and talking about thoughts and feelings and having a loving moment... I, didn't, I don't feel unloved by my dad, but I didn't feel like um, we had this warm, fuzzy thing going on. We did our work. I suspect you know people like this because for a long time I was someone like this and I was spiritually face blind. The answer, President Nielsen says, is always, it's always Jesus and that is, a very, is very good news. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.